Next on BYU Sports Nation, BYU making it weird for Portland in Portland. After a 31-point win on the road, what did the Cougars have left in a vengeance match? What's the most likely non-St. Zaga upset? Assistant coach Cody Figure breaks down the revenge game against the Dons. Plus, which BYU football signee will have the greatest impact on this season for BYU? Other than run DHC. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by... The BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. We are live on a Friday. BYU Sports Nation back to work. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Friday, February 7th. Wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who hasn't called a BYU volleyball loss to UCLA and Provo in a decade, Jerem Jordan. Yeah, and that was my first year, 09. Yeah, and it's been over a decade. It's been 11 years. Yeah, it's been wild. Uh, it, it will maybe be 12. We'll see. Uh, they could meet up in the uh, MPSF semifinals or something. We'll see. Bring it on, baby. The yeah. Bruins. Always good Provo. to be UCLA. Man. Yes, it was, absolutely. It was weird. BYU won, uh, but UCLA was never actually threatening to win even the set. Uh, the first set had seven set points, but UCLA never had its own set point. It was weird. Seven I saw the 31-29, points, back back right? Back and forth, right? Yeah. yeah. Thirty-one twenty-nine. So I, yeah. yeah but uh, you're right. They were never in position. It was to never steal a threat. That. We got out of there, and I was like, "This is over already." Yeah, it was, it was really weird. Hey, you get paid the same either way, whether it's three sets or five salary. <laughs> Love it. Here is today's show lineup. Cody Feger also had a good night. BYU basketball men's assistant coach. How was Jake Toulson able to do what he was able to do last what night in the world on a bum ankle? I didn't think he'd play, let alone thrive. What was that? Wild. Plus, four-time reigning MRGC Gymnast of the Week, Abby Miner, into preview tonight's BYU matchup against Sacramento State. Has her team rolling, number 16 in the country. And this is how we do your Friday BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU men's basketball dominates Portland at the Child Center in the Pacific Northwest, 85-54. As we just mentioned, Jake Toulson went off on a grade three sprained ankle he suffered five days ago. 22 points, six of eight from behind the arc, including this. Toulson right side, 90 seconds to go till the break. Jake on the bump, steps back on Ferenson, shoots over a man, scores it again! Jake Toulson is feeling it. The step back bomb from the top of the key. That's that three cola range. Toulson's buddy Yoli Childs also scored 22, eight rebounds. Cougars remain a seven seed in Joe Lunardi's latest ESPN bracketology this morning. Lunardi has BYU in St. Louis facing 10 seed Purdue. BYU back in the Marriott Center tomorrow night to host San Francisco in a vengeance match following that loss at USF a few weeks ago. Tip-off, 9.30 Eastern. Watch on BYU TV. Listen on BYU Radio. Yoli Childs is among 10 candidates for the Carl Malone Power Forward of the Year Award. Uh, if you win it, you have to speak in the third person. Fun fact. Childs is averaging 21 points and 9 rebounds a game, 8th in scoring and 2nd in rebound all time at BYU. Sometimes he's a whore to play at BYU. 40s. <laughs> Number two, BYU men's volleyball remains unbeaten. Now 11-0 after sweeping through the seventh-ranked UCLA Bruins last night. For the match. Fajeda ends it. BYU sweeps UCLA first time in two years. Jerem Jordan and Steve Vale on the call. They'll be back to work on Saturday. BYU's first conference win of the season. Opposite Gabby Garcia-Fernandez had... 
13 kills and three aces. Outside Davide Gardini, 11 kills and three blocks. The Cougars in Provo will host number eight Pepperdine tomorrow at 7 Eastern. Watch live on BYU TV. It's a super Saturday. Absolutely. And number 16, BYU Gymnastics hosts Sacramento State tonight, 9 Eastern on BYU TV. The Cougars have put up a 196 plus in the last two meets. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. Presented by Trio Senior Living. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Time for BYU basketball to maintain and just maybe sneak another big victory. If the BYU basketball team wins the games they're favored to, only good things will happen. NCAA tournament status remains. And could they bump up a line to number six? Holy cow. That said... First things first, BYU needs to beat San Francisco. And is the game against USF the most likely non-St. Zaga loss or potential loss left on the schedule, Jerem? I don't think it is. I think it's at Pepperdine. Uh, That's a place where BYU struggled. That's a week after the Gonzaga and senior night at home. San Francisco is certainly a threat. Has won three in a row. BYU's blown 14-point leads uh, two games in a row against uh, San Francisco. But I think that it's against Pacific. San Francisco had a great game against BYU. Uh, Khalil Shabazz went 10 of 10 and made, you know, six threes or something crazy, right? Still can't believe that. Yeah, and uh, Jamari Bouye and and Shabazz combined for 55. They're not going to do that tomorrow in Provo. They're not going to do that. Uh, You look at the remaining schedule at LMU, at San Diego, who put up a fight against St. Mary's last night. Uh, Santa Clara, Gonzaga, at Pepperdine. I, I think it's at Pepperdine. I don't see BYU losing another non-St. Zaga. I think San Francisco uh, on the road was the one. It was a one-point loss. Uh, it's a four-point game. Jake Toulson makes three at the end. It, I, I think that's it. Uh, I, I don't see BYU losing another one of these. I think BYU has the urgency necessary to play. Jake Toulson's ankle is apparently okay. Like, we thought it was he might be out for a while situation. We'll see tomorrow. T.J. Haas certainly had a, a, took a step back after having a baby Sunday, and it was more of a facilitator, but that's fine because sometimes Jake Toulson scores 22, and sometimes Jake Toulson has eight assists against St. Mary's. Roles reversed for T.J. Haas and Jake Toulson almost exactly in the box score in terms of points, 22 and 23, and then exactly eight assists. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not thinking tomorrow is that game. I think BYU is really good at home. Firestone Fieldhouse is a weird place for BYU. I've experienced it firsthand. I called an overtime thriller there a couple of years ago. And BYU was, on paper, the better team. They had Elijah Bryant. They had TJ Haas. They're always the better team every time they play there. But for whatever reason, it's just got this weird aura. So I'm with you. I think the game at Pepperdine following what's going to be an emotional high against Gonzaga. A lot of energy will be expended. It's going to be crazy on February 22nd. What's BYU going to have left in the tank? I do like that BYU has a full week off to prepare for Pepperdine. And this isn't a situation where they have to play Gonzaga on Thursday and then go play Pepperdine on Saturday. I like that there is a full week to prepare, but still. Firestone Fieldhouse, that to me has warning signs all over it for BYU before they go into uh, the West Coast Conference Tournament. And what if that game... BYU winning the game means either the second or third seed in the West Coast Conference Tournament. And it probably will. I I don't see St. Mary's and BYU being separated by two games. It's going to be a one-game situation, I bet. St. Mary's survived San Diego, and I know some people are saying, well, BYU's got to go down to San Diego. 
I don't think BYU will struggle with San Diego the way that St. Mary's did last night. The Gales played one of their worst games of the season and, and still figured out a way to win. Jake Tulson is the difference. Jake Tulson is a huge difference on this team. Yoli Childs and TJ House have been on this team. They're, they've been on teams that have lost. Jake Toulson pushes BYU over the edge in, in many ways. Uh, I would argue he's the MVP. Um, and BYU's been good in the quad three and four games this year. They've when avoided B- any catastrophe. When BYU lost San Francisco, that was a quad two. That's not a terrible, bad loss, right? And BYU continues its perfection in quad three and four, which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU's 12-0 in quad three and four. BYU's avoided a single bad loss. I would argue that BYU has zero bad losses. Uh, obviously, you want to say, ah, could have beat San Diego State at home, at Boise State, Utah, at USA. To the committee, there's not a single bad loss. No, the way they lost those games makes it feel frustrating right. and quote-unquote sure. bad. But, yeah, by it's, the metrics, it's, not yeah, bad. Yeah, and remember, St. Mary's lost to Winthrop. Some little kid named Winthrop. <laughs> Okay, that's a bad loss. Okay, BYU doesn't have any of them. That's a quad three loss at home. BYU's numbers, 26 in the net, Jerem. And Ken Pomeroy last night had BYU at number 15. 15? Holy cow. What in the world? BYU's awesome at basketball again. It's amazing. This is fun. By the way, 15 is the highest BYU has been at any point in the Ken Palm ranking since since, uh, one Jimmer Fredette played his senior year at BYU. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's good. We're told that's good. I like it. All right. Topic two, uh, Gavin Baxter cleared to play, nearly checked into the game last night, went to the scores table and went back, so he almost played. If he plays, he uses his sophomore year. If he doesn't, he can maintain a red shirt, play for three more. Yet, we're told he's not going to stay here for three years. He just wants to play. Should he play is the question. Uh, first of all, can we implement the rule that football has and give Gavin Baxter four games to kind of do things and then he can still red shirt not four games, (laughs) like a third of the season or a fourth, right? Four out of 12, 13. If Gavin Baxter can make BYU a better team and specifically a better rebounding team immediately, then yeah, sure. Why not? But if it's one of those scenarios where, Chemistry gets mixed up, and we're seeing this a little bit in the NBA with the Utah Jazz and Mike Conley, who was out for a long time with injury, and he's come back. And since he came back, you, the Utah Jazz have lost five games in a row. So that, and I know, I know it feels cliche, like, oh man, you just got to work them back in. It's got is now the time to work something into the chemistry for BYU. So I am a little concerned about that. Rotations seem good right now. I know BYU needs more bodies in the lineup, and Mark Pope would love to have. Do they need more the bodies? length of Gavin Baxter? But I don't, I don't know. So there's some trepidation from me because BYU has a good thing rolling right now. But if he can immediately make BYU a better rebounding team where they have really struggled. Of course he would. Yeah. Is it worth it? Is, it worth, is the rebounding enough to offset what could potentially mix up chemistry? I don't think rebounding is an issue. So what? BYU's making more threes by percentage than any team in the country against D1. And if you take bring Gavin Baxter in, you're taking a three-point shooter out. Well, think uh, about rebounding against a team like Gonzaga, however. Right. Uh, BYU's not doesn't need to beat Gonzaga to do what they need to do. Gonzaga's not the issue. It's all the other teams. And, uh, you know, if Gavin Baxter plays against San Francisco, did they win that game? I don't, I don't know. Gavin Baxter would help BYU immediately, defensively, and rebounding the ball. Absolutely. Um, but he takes a three-point shooter off the court. And how good of shape is Gavin Baxter in right now? Like, can he get up and down? Can he play 10 or 15 minutes? 
Whose minutes is he taking? I would think it's Zach Selyus and Dalton Nixon. Both those guys are playing well right now, especially defensively. He is an upgrade defensively, but he is a downgrade in terms of taking a three-point shooter off. But is he going to clean up some stuff on the offensive glass a little more? Is he going to throw it down more? Yes, yes, yes. So there are certainly positives. And if Gavin Baxter says, I'm leaving, I'm not going to be here three years anyway, play this guy. Let's go. And guess what? There are six regular season games left. Get him in the rotation so that when BYU needs to be its best, which is not right now, which is not a month ago, it's in March and it's in Vegas and it's in St. Louis in the NCAA tournament, that if BYU goes up against a big team and, and Colby Lee's in foul trouble or something, that Gavin Baxter can help BYU win a game that they would not have because he's going to grab an old board, put it back in, or kick it out to a shooter that's going to nail a three. The concoction for BYU in terms of a formula has been really good. And so it's kind of like Diet Coke. A lot of people like Diet Coke, but then Coke Zero was introduced. And do you love it? Do you hate it? It might take a little while to get used to it, but then then you transition over and ultimately it's better. I, I don't know. Like there, there are options here for which beverage, if you will, that you want. If that beverage had a wingspan of 7-2, yeah. And may, maybe it's like, oh, yeah, that's an upgrade. It, it's, it's Coke a, it's Zero from Diet Coke. It's, ways, it's an upgrade. Down in others, yeah. yeah it's yeah. weird, right? I like Gav, and had he played the whole year, BYU wouldn't have lost a couple games. These close games, you don't think Gavin Baxter would have made a difference? Do you feel better about BYU's chances at Pepperdine if Gavin Baxter is playing? I feel the same. BYU's going to go win that game. I, like, I, Gavin, no Gavin, they're going to go and, win. And that's what Come I'm on. saying. Like, it. Yeah. Do does this need to happen? Do does they need, need to burn the? No, re- but it'd be nice. Do, do they need to burn the red? Shirt? He's gonna leave anyway. He says so. Just use why, him. Yeah. Why yeah. though? Why is he gonna leave? Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Okay. On to topic three. We're glad that a guy left from Utah and is playing football for BYU. Devontae Henry Cole, the graduate senior transfer, obviously was the headliner of this most recent signing class. If we take his name out of the scenario and look back on signing day. Which of the new guys, other than Run DHC, will have the greatest impact in the upcoming BYU football season? What if I told you that BYU signed a first-team All-American receiver out of high school? Well, how'd BYU get this guy? I still don't know the answer. What if I told you there were four wide receivers on the first team for the USA Today, and two of them were going to Ohio State, one was going to Oklahoma, and then the other was this man. This man is Cody Epps. Mm-hmm. Cody Epps is the man. This guy's going to make an impact this year. 5'10", 170, first-team All-American USA Today. Uh, 93 catches, 1,735 yards, and 28 touchdowns. <laughs> he had a two-game stretch where he had 21 catches, 507 yards, and 10 touchdowns. Has BYU had 28 combined receiving touchdowns on the last two seasons? I don't know. <laughs> it's sad that we have to ask have that. Have they? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Other, other guys in the mix, uh, Jacques Wilson, Micah Harper, BYU has shown that in the secondary they're willing to give freshmen and uh, JC transfers an opportunity to come in right away and play. Another guy, Chris Jackson at wide receiver potentially. But uh, Cody Epps is certainly the most heralded receiver BYU has signed in a while. I think that it will be in the receivers group led by Cody Epps just because BYU loses so much. Jeff Grimes came in here on signing day and talked to us about the three seniors and all the production that they're going to lose, Talon Shumway and Aleva Hifo and Micah Simon. And those guys did really good things and a lot of things for BYU. So there's room for some of these incoming freshmen to step in and potentially make an immediate impact led by Cody Epps. And I like the speed of Miles Davis. I'm just I like his name, too. Which side of the ball he's going to end up playing on because there's an argument happening right Listen, now. Listen, if he has good hands, he better play receiver, okay? <laughs> 
Like, Kaiden Kuhl had great hands, probably could have played receiver too. But, yeah. Cody Epps has the potential to be, in my mind, what a Levy Heifel was when he was a freshman. An immediate guy with speed. I'm hoping he's way burst. more than that. Right, but I'm yeah. saying, like, a Levy Heifel was kind of in a class of his own in that he was a true freshman and he was able to play right away. Like, there, there wasn't another guy in the receiving group like that. Co- Cody Epps has the skill set to be that guy. I still don't know how BYU got Cody Epps. I'm very excited about it, though. Modern day high I, school. I don't ask questions um, about that too hard because if BYU gets somebody who put up numbers like that, I'm like, awesome. Let's go. Get this guy the rock. Yeah, and he's a guy that steps into what I think will be the position that Micah Simon specifically played. Yeah, I don't know. Or, or, or do they use him in the slot like a Levy Hefo? He's, he's 5'10", so he's probably inside. Okay, yeah. there you go. Let's move to Voice of the Nation now. And uh, we're back to BYU basketball. Would you play Gavin Baxter this season? Why or why not? Let's hear some of your responses. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. First response in from at Sotokoub. Yes, senior-led team with the talent to make a run come March. Why not bring someone in who can provide something BYU is missing in rim protection? The lineups the Cougs can put on the court with Baxter in the mix allow them to match up with almost any team. Hashtag BYUSN. Absolutely, and he's got incredible length. His athleticism is elite, no doubt. It, it'd be awesome. One, one, I guess, concern, another one would be, does this uh, inhibit Colby Lee a little bit? So th- there are some pros and cons, and what BYU has going right now is really awesome. But he almost checked in last night. It sounds like he's going to play. It's just a matter of time, right? I, I would imagine we're going to see him tomorrow. Yeah, we're going to find out. Because we have a men's basketball assistant coach in Studio B. Yeah, coming up, how in the world did Jake Toulson play last night, let alone make six threes? Cody Fieger will answer that question and update us on the Gavin Baxter situation. This is BYU Sports Nation. Baxter! Baxter! BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU Hoops looks to snap a three-game losing streak to San Francisco tomorrow, 9.30 Eastern on BYU TV. Pre-game starts an hour earlier on BYU Radio. We're live in Studio B on a Friday. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Jerem Jordan. Let's welcome in a third guest on the desk in Studio B. It is BYU men's basketball assistant coach Cody Fieger, who got off a plane at like 1.30 last night, yeah. made his way to the gym, private jet, practice facility, got a lift in, and now you're hanging out with us, man. Did you sleep at all? Oh, yeah. Slept a lot. I feel good. Ready to go. <laughs> a lot? Yeah. How many hours? Yeah. Four or five hours. Oh, Four or five hours. Ready to go. See, see, here's the thing. It's not like you just go home and crash. Your mind's probably still racing from the game. I don't know. How How do you, after games, uh, settle in to sleep? Um, I like to watch the game and kind of relax and, you know, just write some notes down and get ready for the next day. Can you Can you chill after that, though? Like, it, Or is your mind racing? Uh, no, I can. I can chill and kind of... Take a breath. When I'm at home, I can I can really just kind of take a second. But when I'm at the office, my mind's racing a little bit more. And league games, you guys charter in and out. Yeah, I mean it's 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 that's, unbelievable. That's awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. it's incredible. So you got home last night. Yeah, one thirty in the morning. Sorry, we weren't at the airport to meet you guys. We thought yeah. about it, and then we we're like, eh, it's, <laughs> it was poor. If you'd have won by forty, we would have been there. It was only <laughs> yeah, thirty-one. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, so it goes by how many you win by. So keep that in mind. Next Can you time imagine? we win by forty, we'll be at the airport. We're the two people. <laughs> <laughs> 85-54 at Portland. Um, what did you like most about the win last night when you went back and watched the game and took those notes? 
Um, just how well our team shared the ball offensively and, and defensively they really locked into the game plan. You know, um, the guys really shared the ball, playing for each other. Jake Toulson came in, banged some shots. Alex Barcelo made every right play. TJ has been playing great against Portland this year. Um, Yoli played through the frustration he had in the first half and had a great second half. Colby Lee just comes in and just, you know, he just does what he does, you know, makes, gets, he had 10, 10 rebounds last night. Zach Selyus had two big blocks, big plays. Um, Dalton Nixon, you know, does everything right. You know, we just, everyone just came in. Connor Harding had four assists. It was, it was, it was fun to watch. That was a thorough breakdown of basically everything. You took all the questions away that I would ask. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's great Jake, to talk to you, Cody. Okay, thanks, Cody. <laughs> Go sleep. Okay, Jake Toulson plays in this game. We thought he might be out for maybe weeks or something, given how, how severe it seemed that ankle injury was. How did he play, let alone be effective? Um, so, Jake Toulson, and, and I, I talk to Jake about this all the time. I've been lucky to be with him for five years now. Um, maybe four, I don't know what it is. So Jake, at the end of the day, what he does best, what he brings to the table best is his leadership. His leadership's incredible, and and it, it, I've just been able to see it get better and better every year. And, you know, we were talking as a staff on Monday, and we're like, man, I don't know if he's going to play. And I'm like, he's going to play. He's going to play. Jake wants to win. He's a leader. He's going to be like, all right, guys, let's do this together. Um, his leadership's just been off the charts. And, and you know, Rob Ramos did, did an incredible job um, getting him ready for the game. And, and the guy wants to play. He, 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 you know, he's a winner. What kind of soreness is he going to be dealing with after playing last night, having to turn around and go against San Francisco tomorrow? I mean, he was feeling good after the game last night. And we'll see this morning, you know, hopefully he got some rest. And, you know, Rob's going to do a great job getting him in there, and, and Jake's going to stay on top of it also. Love his uh, sideline speeches, by the way. I've been privy to witness a few of those. It's hard not to get amped up when he's in the huddle. Yeah, when it, when his eyes are on fire, it, it's going to be a good time, you know. And and um, at, at the end of the day, if things are – if there's frustration going on, if there's this and that, it's Jake is never the guy to be complaining or pointing the finger. He's just like, all right, guys, let's bring it in. Let's do this together, you know. Um, so, yeah. 48% from three. Um, we knew he was a good shooter, but this is next-level stuff right now. How is he doing this? Yeah, he, we see it every single day. We've seen it every single day uh, when he was with us at UVU, BYU the first time. The guy just makes shots every single day. I, I mean, I, I wish there was something different I could tell you, but he just – and he comes in and he puts in work. Like, let's – Let's let's not let's not say he doesn't do that, but he comes in and works every single day. He he tries to perfect his craft in shooting. He's trying to get a shot off quicker. He's just been relentless with it. There were a couple, there were a couple times where it was like center cut uh, through the net. I thought, oh, this is one of those nights. Like at Pacific, <laughs> and last night we're like, okay, just let him when he shoots it and it gets out. It's like, oh my gosh, it's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, on a ball ankle. Cody Feger, BYU men's basketball assistant coach, with us on BYU Sports Nation. Okay, the bionic man is apparently going to keep playing, Jake Toulson. But we've talked a lot about Gavin Baxter. What and when can we expect Gavin Baxter to play? So, I mean, it really kind of depends on how these games are going. Um, but he's been in two practices, really, at the end of the day, and he's been wearing a red jersey. Um, so, like, he's got to kind of get through a couple practices. He was cl- close last night. We kind of pulled the Yankee swap with him last night. He was ready to go, but we pulled him back. Um, but we can see him. We can see him here soon. 
is uh, we've been talking about some of the pros and cons of that because things are going really well. Rotations are pretty set and comfortable. Uh, I guess what are the uh, I guess pros of bringing him in at this point of the season? I mean, the pros is that he he can take another step. He can t- help us take another step forward, and um, you know he just brings a like his second jump is faster than anybody I've ever seen in my entire life. Wow, how he gets off the floor. Um, just what he brings, and yeah, like you said, he's got to come in and click with our guys. So having only been in two practices is a little bit hard, but but we'll see him kind of more and more as he goes through practices and knows kind of what we're doing offensively and defensively. Um, but but he's going to come in and really help us. There is always that tricky chemistry situation, um, and for every player, it's a little bit different um, because things have been so good. How how do you balance all of that and, and and not try and throw another good too many good ingredients into the pot? Well, that that's the thing we talk about with our locker room is we got the best locker room in the in in the country, and all these guys want to do is just win. Like Gavin Baxter when he's he, when he's talking about it, he's like I just want to make one block, I just want to make one play, I just want to do the one thing to help this team win. It was the same with Yoli Childs when he was coming in um, after the ninth game, and Yoli's just like I man, I just want to be a part of this. I just want to help this team win, and that's the same with Gavin. That's what's so special about this team. No one cares. They just want to win. Okay, San Francisco, this is a team that uh, beat BYU two weeks ago. I guess what's what's different, or uh, what's the scouting report on these guys? Uh, the scouting report on these guys is they can really shoot the ball from three. Um, they got those two little guards that really played well against us. Um, so we got to shut those two guys down. Um, their their leading score didn't even have a great game against us, um, but we got to play. We got to get every fifty fifty ball. We got to be locked in defensively the entire uh, um, every single possession. Um, we just got to play really hard. How do you defend a guard that's just straight can't miss ten for ten and makes six for six from the three point line? What what do you do? There's a couple things where we can do is deny him the ball where he can't get him back. So we've talked about that. We've talked about maybe firing somebody else at him, you know, where he's just can't just let him just dribble around back and forth, and then just chasing him off the three point line, and where we're, we're, we're chasing him into our help. For a second, I thought you said you were going to fire somebody. Yeah, we can just fire somebody. <laughs> like, uh, uh, we'll Cody. fix it that way. Cody, that's the head coach's job. Wow, yeah. that's a very aggressive move. Um, you guys have been so good at home, and coming off the St. Mary's win, certainly. What what kind of advantages is the Marriott Center in this situation? I mean, our, our crowd's ridiculous. You know, I, I've been doing this. I've been going to all over the country for the last 18 years, and nothing's better than this Marriott Center. Uh, the fans, the... The students, uh, it's just a special place, and and it gets our team ramped up, and, and hopefully they can get in the opponent's heads. Three-point shooting's been unbelievable. Number one against D1 competition. Uh, we, we've heard a lot the last several years, oh, this is a good three-point shooting team. Then it didn't end up being anything close to this. Why is this team as good as it is? Because everyone's just playing for each other. You know, they're, they're, they're making the extra pass. And everyone believes in each other, you know, because they put in so much work in the off season. And, and, and at the end of the day, Coach Pope says this all the time, all we care about is just owning that shot. We don't care if the ball goes in or not, just as long as you finish your shot and stay with it and own it. D- define that. So, like, follow through. Follow through and you stay, stay with your shot every single time. Physically. Physically with stay gotcha. with it. Yeah. All right, Cody, let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma. Big home game don't, against don't San Francisco. Don't fire anybody. Like, 
relax, man. You guys just won. It's a like, chill, man. Fire another guy. Our job's to win every game. <laughs> <laughs> if you need to fire someone, you got to do it. Yeah. Okay, well, we look forward to uh, the Gavin Baxter game tomorrow. Potentially. Potentially. Yeah. Game hey. swap. Yeah. You know what? No, 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 no. Who, who's the one that told him that? Was it Mark? Hey, get back. Yeah, he's, he's the head coach. Yeah. <laughs> he's the head coach. That's right. <laughs> okay, thanks, Coach. All right. Coming up, the latest bracketology update. And BYU softball opens the season with back-to-back wins. They now face a top three team. Plus, do you have post-football blues? Fear not. Here comes the XFL. Details on the way. This is BYU Sports Nation. Really? Join us tomorrow, special time, 7 Eastern for BYU Men's Volleyball, ranked second and undefeated against 8th-ranked Pepperdine in an important MPSF match on BYU TV. It's a little earlier because we have a doubleheader. We've got volleyball tomorrow, we got gymnastics tonight, volleyball tomorrow at 7, and then men's hoops at 9.30. Super Saturday! Love those days. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Alongside Jerem Jordan, I'm Spencer Linton. We have a jam-packed whip-around, so let's get to it! It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Men's Basketball. The Cougar Cagers beat Portland 85-54 last night, thanks to 22 from Yoli Childs and the injured Jake Toulson, who went six of eight from three. It was BYU's fifth 30 plus 30 point plus win. The Cougars play San Francisco at home tomorrow, 9:30 Eastern, looking to avenge a one-point loss on the hilltop two weeks ago. BYU basketball remains a seven seed in Joe Lunardi's latest ESPN oh. bracketology this morning. He has BYU in St. Louis because it's a Thursday-Saturday setup in that regional, facing 10-seed Purdue. Yoli Childs is among 10 candidates for the Carmelo, Carmelo Power Forward of the Year Award. Horde. Childs is averaging 21 points, nine boards a game, eighth in scoring, and second in rebounding in BYU history. Volleyball. Number two, BYU remains unbeaten now 11-0 after sweeping seventh-ranked UCLA last night. First Federation win of the season. Opposite hitter, Gabi Garcia-Fernandez led the team with 13 kills, three aces. Outside, Davide Gardini had 11 kills and three blocks. BYU in Provo tomorrow night, part of that Super Saturday when they host eighth-ranked Pepperdine at 7 Eastern. Gymnastics. Number 16, Brigham Young University Gymnastics hosts Sacramento State tonight, 9 Eastern on BYU TV. The Cougars have put up a 196-plus in the last two meets. Softball. BYU softball opens the season with two wins, a one nothing hard-fought victory over George Washington, and then no hours later beat Nevada 6-1 to one in the first day of the Puerto Vallarta College Challenge in Mexico. Life is good for BYU softball. Yeah. Listen to this. Freshman first baseman Hunter Ava led the team in back-to-back wins. She had the walk-off single RBI to beat George Washington, and then she hit her first career home run at BYU, a three-run shot to blow things open against Nevada. Hold on. And it's Hunter T-Y-R. Yes. That's fun. It's a Utah name, right? Is it? <laughs> it is. Nice. <laughs> Straight out of Rose Park. What's up, Tony Finau? Oh, that's great. Yeah. I love it. Junior pitcher Autumn Moffitt pitched a shutout against G-Dub. BYU faced a couple of really good teams. Oregon just outside the top 25 and number three Oklahoma both tonight. Baseball. Sophomore pitcher Reed McLaughlin is a preseason third-team All-American according to the NCBWA. Your boy used to be a member of that. Remember that? Reed became the first pitcher in Cougar history to record at least four saves and seven wins last season. He was a reliever who had seven wins. That's awesome. You need to send in your 20 bucks so you can get back into that elite group. I would, but I don't have 20 bucks. <laughs> the season starts next Friday in Arizona. Women's basketball. At San Diego on Saturday afternoon, third straight road contest for the Cougs. Tip-off 5 Eastern, 2 Pacific. Tennis. Men's team plays at New Mexico tomorrow. Jesse Pinkman. And the women's team hosts Fresno State tomorrow. 
Cougars in pro hoops. Eric Mika has been waived by the Sacramento Kings. He was given a 10-day contract, played in one game, had six points in 19 minutes, played well, but uh, for now it's back down to the G League. Track and field. Cougars are at the Boise Nike Invitational today and tomorrow. Swimming and diving. The BYU dive team in a meet at the Air Force Invitational in Colorado Springs. It goes through Saturday in the last meet before the MPSF Championships. Cougars in the PGA. Zach Blair currently tied for 15th at 400 par in the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Back to you, Spencer. Football. Is not over, Jerem. Well, over under four weeks for this. Post-Super Bowl blues, my friends. Here comes the the XFL. Kicks off this weekend featuring five former BYU Cougars. I'm just excited about the BYU guys, okay? Michael Hanneman with the Tampa Bay Vipers. They take on Colby Pearson and the New York Guardians. DeAndre Wesley and his D.C. defenders face the Seattle Trogdors. Their dragon mascot really looks like Trogdor. And they feature Kurt Gavea on the coaching staff. That's cool. Yeah. T. John Caromo plays for the Houston Roughnecks, and Tomasi Lalale will suit up for the Dallas Renegades. You just never know with these leagues. Like, we had the AF that lasted a couple of weeks. I, I just think hope the these XFL will last longer than the AAF. So six weeks. I don't know how long, but it'll be longer. <laughs> Our uh, question of the day, featuring a sport that's not going away anytime soon, that's for sure, college basketball. Would you play BYU sophomore center Gavin Baxter this season? Why or why not? I guess I should call him a forward, but he kind of plays like a center because he's a rim protector. Does anyone want to be a center? At Travis Larson32 tweets in, I think Gavin turns an already great team into a better team with his presence in the paint and on the glass. I think he only adds the possibility of a very special season for BYU. He's cleared to play, but as uh, Cody Figure just told us, he's only participated in two practices, and he had a red jersey, meaning, hey, don't hit this guy. So uh, hopefully he's ready. Like, how much, uh, how good a shape is he in, right? Is he ready to play? be pushed around a little bit physically. Uh, I hope that's the case. Certainly BYU wouldn't roll him out there if he wasn't. But two practices gives me a little pause initially. It'd be fun to see him make his season debut in Provo and not hold it off until next week when BYU is on the road in Southern California. Just to be welcomed by the Marriott Center, right? Yeah, better for thousands than hundreds. Yeah. Yeah, just a question of how much. You know, if BYU is up by 15 late, do they do they put him in very late and let him play a couple of minutes? or Which is- – yeah. By, by the way, uh, Ken, Cougar Stats pointing this out on the Twitter. Uh, Ken Palm has BYU with a 47% chance of beating Gonzaga. At I home. saw that last 47%. night. 47%. Saw it last night. They have got, he has Gonzaga winning by one point. Wow. And that's the number two team in the country? What in the world? And they're dealing with uh, some injuries in a banged up roster. They're playing six or seven guys right oh, now. Oh, boo I don't feel bad for them. Gonzaga. I'm just saying, like, maybe, maybe that was what, so why it factors into We're number it. Two. Coming to we Provo. We win the league every year. It's We're so not, hard. They're going to be a number one seed and play in Spokane to open the NCAA the tournament. Yes. This ha- is our league. Hashtag BYUSN on Twitter, it's Facebook, so and Instagram. Someone rolled their ankle. At Ames Flame says, with Gonzaga in BYU's conference, it's tough for BYU to get into the tournament. No, BYU's in Gonzaga's conference. Gavin doesn't want to miss the chance to go to the big dance. There's no guarantee BYU will be back before he graduates or leaves. Yeah, I, I would say, yeah, just... If if he's ready, all in. It is late in the season. Yeah, Barry has like nine ish games left, right? Six plus two plus, hopefully more. Man, let's go. Yeah, coming up and one results and picks. Plus the four time reigning Mountain Rim Gymnastics Conference gymnast of 
the week. We're just calling her Gymnast of the Month. Is that okay? She's the gymnast. Okay? Yeah. Abby Miner joins us. It's awesome. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tonight, watch Cougar Gymnastics rank 16th and crushing it against Sacramento State. They've got no chance to be BYU. Nine Eastern. Oh, they do have a chance. Never mind. Nine Eastern on BYU team. Technically speaking, yes, they Listen, have a chance. I love gymnastics, though, because it's not about the other team. You just do your thing, and if they do well, whatever. There's no defense. There's beam fence. We've talked about that. If but. the beam fence shows up, BYU's going to run away with this BYU dual has needs. the fourth-ranked beam fence in the country right now, which is <laughs> awesome. As you mentioned, ranked 16th in the country, and Very thanks good. in large part to our next guest, Abby Miner, four-time reigning Mountain Rim Gymnastics Conference She's gymnast so of the week. So we're good. making you our BYU Sports Nation Gymnast of the Month, okay? Yeah, that's an official thing we just decided. After four so weeks in a row, welcome to Studio B. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> now, now I, I do want to preface this. So normally an athlete comes in, maybe the sports information director accompanies them or something. But one of your teammates has, and she's sort of distracting you. Um, <laughs> Shannon Evans is here. And she's sitting like in a, like awkward spot just <laughs> right in front of the desk here. Well, what do you think about this? Man. Yeah, no, you support each other. It's like when you're yeah. doing the floor routine. You're, you're dancing together, like, doing the interview you, together. When you do an interview, I don't sit right by you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. But Shannon's a good teammate, a good friend. Like, Explain the relationship here. Uh, actually, when we first met each other, we hated each other. But wow, only for why? like, <laughs> I don't know. We just like weren't the same. Competitive? Yeah, probably. Okay. But then after like a year, we just decided that we wanted to be friends. And literally have been best friends for like 10 years. So. <laughs> for 10 years? So yeah. when did you meet? Um... Like How old were you? Ago, when Chan was you can 10. speak if you'd like. Okay, so you hated her when you were 10, 10 years old. I was a little worried, like, this happened when you got to BYU no, and you were yeah, like, we, we hated just... each other at BYU. You know what? It was four <laughs> months ago and she's the worst. And were... now we've worked it out. Yeah, no. That's awesome. So, yeah, we've been friends for a long time. That's great. Abby Miner with us on BYU and Sports Shannon. Station and Shannon Evans in Studio All B as well. All American. Hey, are you aware of the Gymternet phenomenon that is happening on Twitter and Instagram? No. Okay. Well, I don't have a Twitter. Let me inform you. <laughs> There is something that is liter- it's literally called the gym the gymtronet. You-, you know what fantasy football is, right? Yeah. Okay? They do this with collegiate gymnastics. They pick high-level gymnasts from each school and, like, put together these fantasy gymnastics teams. Wait, is Abby involved? To compete. And Abby is a popular pick, as is Shannon Evans. Okay. So whenever I know <laughs> Shannon Evans is only competing in one event or Abby Miner is going to compete in three events, I'll see these tweets start to flow in like, oh, man. I, I hate this. <laughs> Why can't they all just be healthy all the time? Okay, so awesome. you got some, how, do you, how do you handle the pressure of working for the Gymternet and your fantasy <laughs> gymnastics fans? Um, well, I, I guess I didn't know it existed, so I guess it's not like a ton of pressure, but, <laughs> but it's more just like... one minute since you learned that? Uh, yeah, There's that's no a lot of pressure now, tonight. No. But no, um, I think pressure-wise it's just like making sure that I'm doing the best for the team. Like, we do pressure sets all the time in gym, so it's just doing the exact same thing when we're competing. In all seriousness, this is such a a niche sport. We have viewers literally all over the world that just love the sport. It doesn't matter who's competing, um, and it it is really unique. It's cool to see kind of the world soak in gymnastics wherever they are, New Zealand, Australia, Europe, and, of course, all over the country. You've you've won the all around four weeks in a row um, and kind of come on the scene here. Um, is it was this a goal to kind of get to this level before the season, or are you ahead of schedule here? 
Um, I definitely made it a goal to do all around this year because when I first moved to college, I didn't think that I'd ever compete all around just because I was recruited for pretty much everything but bars, but I just kind of figured I wouldn't ever get in lineup. But then after like sophomore year, I got a new routine. I was like, oh, maybe like I'm going to try. And then this summer I would do routines over and over again. And I was like, hey, I think I'm good enough. Like I, I really want to be able to make a lineup this year. And then it's been going pretty well. So pretty well is an understatement. <laughs> um, but when you first won, when you won the all around the first time, what what was that moment like? And then week two, three, four now. Uh, the first time I actually had no idea because we were going against Nebraska and our team did like pretty well. We didn't score as well as we thought, but they have a girl at their on their team that's like really good. So I just kind of figured that she would win the all around. And then I had a pretty decent meet. Um, you put up a personal best at the time, so yeah, yeah pretty decent. <laughs> But then one of our social media people came up after and was like, hey, how does it feel to win? And I was like, oh, I didn't know I won. Like, that's super cool. So I think after that, it just kind of, like, gave me a little bit of confidence that I I can do it. And then each week it's just trying to, like, improve on each event and make sure that I don't just plateau. Abby Minor, not to be confused with Abby Staten or Abby Bowden on BYU Gymnastics. (laughs) All the the Abbeys. they're, They're all over the place, is with us on BYU Sports Nation. Which event do you feel most confident in right now? Um, probably floor. I think it's my definitely been my most consistent since freshman year. But surprisingly, beam as well. We've really grown like as a beam team, and I feel like our coach has a lot of trust in us, and so that makes me feel like very confident in my abilities and that I'm able to like hit every single time I get up on the beam. Are you better than Sh- Shannon Evans at gymnastics? <laughs> no, I am not. Shannon's better? <laughs> Shannon's pretty good, right? I think we're definitely, like, we're just a lot different. Like, we both have our strengths, yeah. but at the same time, like, we just kind of, like, complement one another in gym. We're just different styles. Yeah, Shannon quickly said, she's better, and I said, no, 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 she's better. Hey, good teammates. That's what my sister and I got all the time. You're opposite of better events. Yeah, I agree. And- and that matters, right? Yeah. You need to have uh, a good team score as well. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. it's it's unique because it's an individual and a team event. Yeah. So how, how do you uh, kind of thrive in that situation where you go, I want you to do well, and I want to do well as well, and then we get that team score at the end. And you guys yeah. have been crushing it lately. Yeah. I think that's definitely something we talk about a lot during preseason is, like, this is an individual sport. And, like, especially in club, it's a lot more individualized rather than college because – you do get a club team score, but it's just not as important. Like, you're more important as an individual. But here, it's just kind of like, if you do good, that's cool, but, like, no one really cares at the same time. Like, good job and good for you. But at the same time, like, people recognize the BYU gymnastics team, not just Abby Miner or Shannon Evans or, like, certain people. So I think it's just important to remember that, like, you do your job, and then if everyone on the team does their job, then, like, that benefits the team score. Shannon is a sister of sorts on the team, but you have an actual sister as yeah. well. Your little sister Sadie competes mm-hmm. with you. What's that like to have that sister dynamic literally on the team? It's so fun. Uh, she actually told me, she's like, they're going to ask you about your sister on the team. And I was like, yep, everyone does. But it's been a lot of fun. We are very similar gymnastics-wise and personality-wise. So I pretty much – and I live with her. She's my roommate. So we see a lot of each other all the time, <laughs> but it's pretty good. We've been friends like our whole life and we don't really fight that often. And if we do, we get over it in like five seconds. So do you fight with fun. Shannon more or your sister? 
Oh, definitely my sister. Your sister? Okay. Oh, yeah. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> um, you have a silver medalist uh, in the Olympics f- f- of a head coach. Yeah. How, does that lend credibility to what he does? Does Does he ever show it? Does he ever reference that? Uh, yeah, actually. Guard very much likes to talk about how he was an Olympian. But Are you guys like, yeah, yeah, we know. Yeah. <laughs> <Kill the laughs> bit. But, no, he's awesome. It was a little bit different for him because he's only coached men's gymnastics before coming here. Mm. And so I think it took him a while to adjust because at first he just figured that it was the exact same. But I think he's realized now that, like, men and women are very different styles and different types of gymnasts. So I think he's had to learn a lot. But And, and we've seen the program grow the last several years. Yeah. You guys are in the best place you've been in in a long time. Yeah, I agree. It's been good. And I think the other two coaches help a lot. They work really well with each of us and with him and making sure that we get the right assignments and make sure that we're actually doing well as a team. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Brogan Evanson and mm-hmm. uh, Natalie Brookman yeah. as well. Who's your favorite coach? Just kidding. Don't answer. Don't, don't, answer, that question. don't, answer. <laughs> don't answer that one. Let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma for the meet tonight. Um, and as you continue on uh, taking that next step and, and trying to get to nationals, I, I know that's a big one in your mind. So. Yeah. Congratulations on the hard work thus far, and good luck. Thank you. Let's get your signature, since this is your first time. Yeah. <laughs> We've got Shannon's signature on there. Do you mind signing this flag? Sure. Okay, awesome. Abby Miner, she's won yeah, the all-around four weeks in a row. Abby, just sign your amazing. last name so we know which Abby it is. <laughs> <laughs> no. no. <laughs> she said Not only the last name? No, no, yeah. both names. Yeah, first and last. Okay, coming up, who gets today's rise and shout-outs? And we have and one picks and results. Jerem's trying to pull away a little bit. This is BYU Sports Nation. Oh, spoiler alert. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation on a Friday. Subscribe, rate, and review the show wherever you get your podcasts. If you were interviewed, I would not sit by you like that. But Shannon and Abby, I think, have a a more uh, familial relationship, perhaps. We've sat by each other during an interview right, for but us. I'm being interviewed as well. Correct. Correct. Yeah, that, like that kind of support is next level. Nice support. That was, that was good support. Great answer, Jerem. Yeah. Great answer. Yeah, th- thanks. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Time now for our and one picks. Picks, predictions, and one. On BYU Sports Nation. Presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. Let's recap, and then we'll push it forward to San Francisco. Going into the game at Portland, Jerem had a two-point lead, 31-29. Jason Shepard still has his one and only one. It is a Super Bowl championship for the Kansas City Chiefs. All right, Jerem, recap first. Uh, I said BYU by 17-plus. All you fools that give me the hate. About 17 plus. That was for you. That's twice in a row you've done that. Yeah. Successfully. And then uh, and the next one. Give me some of that. And one. I really felt like Alex Barcelo was going to have a good game. And that Trash. hunch was correct. He had yeah. 17. He was awesome. That was one of the best games he's had all year. So uh, I get the three points. Alex, shoot the ball more. But Yeah, seriously. Well, you or Jake Tulson. Let's go. All right, my two-pointer. I said Connor Harding will score 10 or more. Oh. Now, here's the thing. I picked that because I didn't think Jake Toulson was going to play. Right. I jokingly was going to pick Jake Toulson won't play or won't score. But it was like, wait, he's playing? He scored 22? I thought Connor Harding would be the benefactor of Jake Toulson not playing, and he would have a few more shot attempts. Yeah. Connor played a great game. He had four assists, six rebounds, only took five shots. Yeah. Uh, check that. He only took three shots. Get four points, but yeah, Jake playing kind of wiped that one away immediately. Yeah. 
KJ Oswald had five or more assists. Swish! Got it, but it doesn't matter because I didn't score yeah. the two-pointer. He had eight assists last night. Gunnar Harding took five shots. Oh, he did take five shots. Okay, I, I should have stuck yeah. with that. And Jason had picks, but whatever. <laughs> we don't have time for that. <laughs> Okay. I'm up five. 34-29. 34-29. Going into San Francisco. Okay, you go first. You're okay, blind. my two-pointer. I'm sticking with the TJ Haas assist train. He has switched roles. Instead of going from the score to uh, going from the score rather to the distributor. That's going to continue tomorrow against San Francisco. He'll have six or more assists tomorrow against the Dons. And one. BYU will never trail at any point in the second half of tomorrow's game. Okay? Yeah. They will not trail at any point in the second half against San Francisco. Okay, my two-pointer. BYU will get a 14-point lead Ooh. plus and won't lose it. Well, okay. Like, like they'll win, sorry, they'll win the game because BYU's blown a 14-point lead two games in a row. To okay, finish. sorry. For a second, I thought you said they get a 14-point lead and it won't dip again below 14. No, that's not what I mean. Okay. 14 plus and BYU will not lose the game. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to get that one. And my and one pick. And one. Gavin Baxter will play. I think he'll play. <laughs> I think he'll play. He hasn't played yet. He plays he'll, one second. You'll get play, that extra play. point. He'll play. Okay. Yeah. Right now, Jeremy's got a five-point lead. Our question of the day, would you play Gavin Baxter at any point this season? Why or why not? Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort at Mr. Scoobs. Absolutely. This is a senior-heavy team with the highest ranking since BYU's Sweet 16 run, top 15 in Ken Palm. When the stars align, you got to make it count. The time to make a run is right now. Let's go, baby. Today's rising shout-out, Jake Toulson for me. Jake Toulson wasn't even supposed to play in the game. He's got a uh, severely stra- uh, sprained ankle. Dude plays and goes 6 of 8 from 3? Wow. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. My rising shout-out goes to Ava Hunter, freshman BYU softball player. Hit the game winner in Game 1 against George Washington, then hit her first career home run, a three-run shot to blow things up against Nevada 6-1. to one. Welcome to BYU Softball, Ava Hunter. Our thanks to today's guest, Cody Feger, BYU basketball men's assistant coach, and Abby Miner. Isn't the- it Hunter Ava? Hunter Ava, sorry, there yes. Hunter, thank you. And you Abby Miner, who has won four consecutive MRGC Gymnast of the Week awards. Beautiful. Sorry to Dennis Pitt, we ran out of time. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN. For Jeremiah Spencer, shout out to Kenny Roberts. We'll see you tonight for BYU Gymnastics, 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific. Go Cougs.